Hey, horny listeners. This is Eve. And I'm Adam. And you're listening to to Eve Owns Adam. This is episode six. We're going to answer all of your burning questions about BDSM, cuckolding, chastity, all femdom, all of the things you guys have been asking. We've gotten, I've got quite a few questions from Instagram. So we're going to answer some of those today. But first, we're going to start off with Adam's question from the last episode. We ended the last episode. Adam had said he wanted to ask me a question. Now he asked me, he started to ask me this question yesterday. We were sitting around by our fire and just looking at it and talking. And he he goes, oh, I have this question I want to ask you, but I kind of want to just ask on the podcast. And I absolutely hate suspense. So I was like, no, tell me now, tell me now, tell me now. And he wouldn't. Um, and I wasn't actually making a serious demand. He would have done it if I had, had made him, but I said, okay, let's wait till the, the podcast. So now I'm, I am on pins and needles. I am ready to hear this question. Mm-hmm. So it builds off our last episode, which was about cuckolding. So if you haven't listened to our last episode, pause now, go back, listen, because we had a huge experience, but we did. So building off of that and keeping it cuckolding top of mind here. If I were made to sit and watch you have sex with a woman, is that cuckolding? Um, Oh, God. Give me a second, though, okay? I I would say, like, just knee jerk. Yes, it is. Because just the definition cuckolding is... I still have to watch you have sex. Yeah, you would still have to watch me have sex. So, yes, you would be a cuckold. Right. However, I think it would change. I don't think it would send you into subspace as deeply. You know, because I think, like, it's a woman. And you know, like, I'm not bisexual. I would consider myself more heteroflexible. Yeah. So I'm, I'm attracted to women. I think they're pretty. I would have sex with them, but I don't, I'm not going to pursue a romantic relationship with a woman. You know, I'm not going to leave you for a woman. We well, aren't going to leave me for a bull either. That's not true, Adam. Like, yeah, like right now in this moment, you can say that, but when you're really deep in subspace, what do you do? You're like, oh, please don't leave me. You're my time. You're my whole world. I can never do wife without you. <laughs> you know, That's true. I do, I do have more anxiety. Do I need to go on about how you get caught yeah. up on that? Yeah. I mean, in, in a sound, normal mind, I do intellectually know she's not going to leave me for anybody. Right. But you, you are right. Whenever I'm deep in subspace, I do like. And what would a bull like, do? What would a bull do? The whole day coming back from our trip, you're like, oh man, I don't know what I would do without you. Please don't leave me. Yeah. Please don't. And all I had done was, well, listen to the listen to the last episode. Yeah. So you're, yeah, you're, you're gonna, you, you have this fear, and I mean, I, I have this theory about human psychology that all fears are linked to the unknown. Really, truly, that's what people are afraid of. They're afraid right. of the unknown. So your unknown is this guy that could potentially steal me away. Right. Any bull could be that guy. Now you have a face to assign to that fear, which makes it so much more realistic and scary. Um, a woman would not be that face, though. You just you know it's just a sexual encounter. Right. Even in a subby mind, you know it's just a sexual encounter. You're not going to be worried I'm going to leave you for this girl. So 
Yeah. I think it could be, I think it could be a transsexual. I think it could be, I think it could be literally anybody. And yes, you would be a cuckold, but where would it send you in terms of subspace? And I wonder where it would send me in relation to a guy. So for example, if, or a bull, so if you were to have sex with a woman in front of me and cut me from a woman, is that the equivalent of me watching you kiss a guy? Like, I wonder where that, where that line is drawn. Right. How, how subby. Right. Well, let's experiment. Ladies, <laughs> DM me. <laughs> I'm kidding. Don't slide into the DM. No, don't slide into my DMs. I'm joking. I'm joking. That, um. And it probably also depends on how dominant she is. If she's like one of those really degrading, right, harsh women, then maybe, I mean, it may send me for a loop. Right. And I think it would probably send me for a loop, which is. We can talk about that in a second. Okay. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I think that blends into one of these other questions we got to ask. Okay, on Instagram. Go, all so, right, go ahead. All right. So did you have any questions from your followers? Uh, somebody was asking about our specific kinks. And, okay. and of course, somebody else already asked, have I been cucked? And okay, we've so. already answered that. Great. So. Well, we'll get to the specific kinks. Uh, I got asked about i've gotten asked a couple of things about chastity so if you haven't listened to october november episode four we talk in depth about chastity in that episode go back have a listen um but i'll address a couple of these shorter questions where we don't have to we don't have to go into a lot of detail with these if you're interested in the details go back and listen but i got asked what kind of chastity cage we use or chastity device we use we use a metal um it's just a powder coated steel cage like a bird cage style with an external lock with an external lock there's a picture of it on our instagram on yeah both of our instagrams have a picture of the cage um i can if if it's really if people are really interested i could like maybe just do a a reel or a video where we show it like not on but like in in the air so you can see a 3d view of it um but it's it's very simple, like standard cage. Uh, we had an incident when we were traveling this last time uh, with a metal detector and Adam's cage, and we almost had to show some gray-haired men <laughs> the cage while it was right. on, and it was rather embarrassing. So we have started looking into plastic cages with integrated locks. We were very interested in what those would you know, how, what, what the difference is and how they would feel for him. Um, so we are, we are looking into those. And then I did get a question of how long do I keep Adam locked? And it really depends. I, I don't ever, like, I like to have sex. I'm not, and I don't want to bowl. Um, that is one of the things we discovered, um, in our last episode. I, I'm not interested in actually having sex with a bull. So that really depends on how Adam's acting, where, what I'm feeling and what my needs are. So and for November, October and November, he was more or less in that unless I was ready to have sex. So he was for almost 60 days continuously locked unless he was out for my pleasure. Yeah, I took it off to have sex a few times in there and we took it, I took it off just for cleaning. Now I'm able to clean it pretty well, 
with it on, but every once in a while you need, need to take the cage off just for hygienic purposes. Clean powder. Yeah. Yeah. Make sure yeah. you're just, yeah. Hygiene, hygiene. But, yeah. But better part of, of 60 days. Yeah. And I think there was a 10 day stretch where it wasn't removed at all. Yeah. Maybe 10, 10, 14 days, something like that. Yeah. Something like that. So, uh, the way we get around that, obviously strap ons, I have him wear a strap on. I use strap on. Yes. Um, uh, that's a, those are handy tools in a femdom relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, so we use that if I want sex and, um, I don't want him (laughs) in the simplest of terms. So that just depends, I, I guess is the, the long and the short of it. The longest he's been in it straight, I think is 10 days to 14 days, but in general, we did the two months. Yeah. And yeah. we could do that again. I feel yeah, like that's the better that was... part of two months. Yeah. Cause after that, you just get so used to it. It could almost be indefinite. So, yeah. I, I mean, indefinite is not off the table. <laughs> yeah. I suppose not. See how you act. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the next question was, Oh yeah. What are the specific kinks? Well, we have, the a... list is very long. We have a lot of kinks. We like to explore. So we've talked about the cuckolding. We've talked about chastity. We've talked about impact play before. So like we, we, we have that. We have floggers. We have paddles. We have crops. We have probably other uh, cane pole. We are not. Well, it's probably easier to say what we don't do. Okay. So we don't do a, we're not, I'm not a rope bunny. He's not a rope bunny. No, neither one of us are really big into, um, you know, the art of rope play. Yeah, we don't spend hours on these intricate ropes. And that, I mean, it's gorgeous. If you guys do that, wow, share your work. It's beautiful. I love looking at it. I ain't got the, I ain't nobody got time for that. No, it would be fun though if we had friends in the community, like where you could set up a party, like a rope party. Yes. Where like a sub just gets tied up and it takes hours. Everybody's just hanging out. Hanging out, drinking, well, like maybe playing in separate rooms. That would be fun. That would be cool, but. No, but us specifically, no, we're not. We're into, not into that. Now we are into restraints. We do have rope. We just don't tie it pretty. We make it work. <laughs> we make it very functional and practical and fast. Yeah, it doesn't. It does not do it. I am willing to bet. Now, if you if you are listening and you are the unicorn, please tell me. I am willing to bet. That there is not like a rope exhibitionist, like or somebody that's really into this art, who has four kids. Yeah, probably not. At least not young kids. Not not school a four school age children. If if you are Superman and this is your superpower, please DM me on Instagram. I need to know about this. That's fucking insane. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, if you can spend hours doing rope, I'm I am impressed. (laughs) Yeah, no doubt. So we don't do rope. We don't do, we do human furniture. We've been doing yep. a lot of human furniture recently. Yep. Um, human done, toilets. We've done footstools. We've done ashtray. We've done nightstands, human furniture. I don't, I am not into a lot of feminization of Adam. I don't make him wear female clothing items. I'm not really into the sissy side of it. I am into, I, I think, he actually said last episode, this was, this was a really good way to say it. Sometimes he's my slave and sometimes he's my knight. And those are kind of the roles he fills. I am very proud of my femininity. I am very comfortable with my femininity and I want to be the feminine one in this relationship. So 
I don't feminize him a lot. We we have incorporated it in some more creative ways. Like, I mean, I do. There's some degradation and some feminine feminization, mm-hmm. but not much. So yeah. I'd say that's not one. Yeah, and feminization is not mm-hmm. a kink I have. If she, if I came home and she had a pair of size twelve men's high heels and whatever size dress I would wear, then I mean I would put it on. Do whatever she told me to do. But I, I don't think I would get anything out of that either. Like, I would do it, but it would be like, you know, all right, whatever. Yeah, I, I don't. Like, I hope you're having fun because this stuff means shit to me. Right. I don't I don't think there's much in it for me either. So, yeah, there's. Not to kink shame. No, no kink shame. Yeah, no, no, no shame. It's just not my kink. I don't. Yeah, not I'm not, not interested in that, really. And then the next kink. That... Although, Paul, you did say, though, I do a lot of domestic stuff for her. Yes. You did say you, she was going to get me like an apron. A to wear. frilly apron. I think that's really funny because he, well, Adam, it's not that you do so much domestic stuff. I don't think that that's, you, but you love to cook. I do like to cook. You love to cook. And sometimes, and I also love to cook. Yeah. We both really, really enjoy being in the kitchen. <clears throat> so a lot of times if he like starts to take over in the kitchen or if I'm not able to cook and he has to, or He's just doing it to serve me, which I think is really sweet. Sometimes he'll just get in there and cook for me. Right. But I would like him. I like the idea of him having to wear like a girly apron since it's something I like to do. If he's right. going to take over the control of it, he might as well do it in a sissy little right. boy toy way. And although it's not my king, just hearing her sound excited makes me excited to do it for her. So I think we do feed off each other. Right. A bit like that. Like, I would, I would do nearly anything for, for this woman. So. Aw, I love you. <laughs> okay. Um, after this ad, we're going to address a couple more questions. And we'll be right back. Okay, guys? All right. Hey, guys. So, the next kink is one I don't think people might expect. And it's mine. I am still very, very into top or bottoming scenes. I I don't request it often, I don't think, but I like to kind of maybe back off of Adam for a day or so, not be real hard on him, let him start coming out of subspace a little bit, and then say, you know, I want to bottom a scene. I want to be tied up. I want to like kind of go back to my sub days. I don't really have a desire to go back to actually being a sub, Mm -hmm. not at this time anyways, but being able to release control, at least sexually, is very, very nice. Yeah, she'll tell me what she wants out of the scene, and of course, I have over 10 years of the dom, so I can put together something, and we'll go through with me topping a scene, and... When we've done before, though, towards the end of the scene, she'll kind of slowly take back power yeah, it's and fun. turn it around on me. So it, it is fun because she gets what she wants and then she takes her power back. Yeah. It's, uh, so it does it, although I'm topping the scene, it really doesn't feel like we have swapped roles in the slightest. Yeah, it it's, does it, still feel. Yeah, it's very like she just is on the receiving end of, of the impact or the restraining or whatever it is we're doing. Right. And I, I wish when I was younger and more inexperienced, I had had a podcast that I could have listened to or resources that were better than porn, because I feel like this is so realistic 
Um, just because I, I feel like everybody kind of has these roles. They think dominant, sadist, um, you know, they, they immediately assign everything on one side of the spectrum to the dominant. And that is not necessarily true. Even though I am a dominant, I am a huge masochist. Like mm-hmm. pain is a, it gets me off still. Like even if I'm just getting off by myself, I like to inflict a little pain on myself in places. So I am a masochist and that is okay. And the two are not um, independent of one another. You can be a masochist and a dominant. So if you're listening and you're not sure, you think, well, maybe I'm just a submissive because I'm a masochist. Not, I don't think that's necessarily true. Um, and there's ways to get your jollies on both ends of the spectrum and yeah. be your natural personality or your natural desires as a, as you know, a dominant or submissive. So don't, don't let, uh, don't let stereotypes pigeonhole you into feeling like you have to you have to express your sexuality in one specific way, I think is one of the, yeah. the biggest takeaways. You don't there. have to be defined by whatever label, you know, FetLife says you are or whatever. Correct. You know, you yes. Can, can, do whatever you want. Right. Do whatever you want. All right. So next question we're going, is, we're done with kinks. Well, are we, I didn't, I don't know what else. I mean, we, I think we've kind of run the gambit here. Well, we did the physical thing. So, I mean, the human, well, human toilet stuff, we didn't really talk much about that. Yeah, but we have before we do that, human yeah. ashtray. And I think that's something that Adam's probably not, again, kind of like me saying the apron. Adam's not like, man, I would just love to be an ashtray. But I'm, I'm a, I like, I'm an, I'm an herbalist. So huh. <laughs> I'm a botanist. So I like having a human ashtray and... Even I, though that's not necessarily his kink per I, se, I he do love the degradation of it. Though. Loves the degradation of it. He loves that it makes me happy, and he is very aroused by it. So yeah. it's just a very simple. It is. It's similar to the toilet stuff. Way to know? just like, add it into our day to day life. Yeah, like having getting pissed on. You know, it's it's very degrading. Right. Very degrading. We don't do any shit stuff. No, God, no. That'd be a messy mess. We're not freaks. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, kidding. I'm not kink-shaming. Yeah, if any of y'all are into that, because I know a lot of people are. And I've been so deep in so space where I would I would have submitted to it before too. Right. So yeah, no, 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 no kink we're not, shaming. We are not kink shaming at all. <laughs> no at kink all. shaming. Um I am I'm really big into the verbal degradation though. I want her to rape me over the coals all day long. And it's that's an easy way. Like I, I don't think that. If that's what your partner desires, it's a really easy way to just keep things going throughout the day. Um, yeah, I want to get into something else. Are you like, are we done with the kinks? Um, yeah, I think. I mean, those are the major points. I mean, we we do pegging. foot worship. You yeah, love foot worship. I love oh foot worship. God, we do a lot of foot worship, worship. I and mean, we've done pegging. I wear butt plugs sometimes. I mean, yeah, we've run the gambit. And then when I was a sub, pretty much the same. We were less degradation. Less degradation and more physical more pain. More physical pain. Yeah. yeah. We got choking. Choking, wax. Wax, face nipple, sitting, ice. Um, nipple uh, clamps. clamps. Yep. Yeah. We like. Uh, you a, name it. We pretty much have done it. 
Yeah, a, a blade, not a not a, a sh the the poker, the spikes. Oh, the spiky thing. Yeah, that was like the what pizza cutter. I don't, pizza. I don't know what's called. It's, it's got a name. I just can't think of it. I don't it. know what it's called. Yeah. Anyways, he would run that on my feet, my legs, and so I was very yeah. into the sensation, the physical yeah. sensation. She was mad at me and cut me with it. One time, remember, I had scars mm -hmm. all up my scars. Side. Yeah, they lasted for a little while. Don't be dramatic. You had marks. Yeah. You loved them. I did love Say them. Thank they, you. Thank you. They lasted for a little while. Let's see. Oh, uh, whatever. I was a dumb. I did use an actual knife once. Oh. Remember that? Yeah. An actual, like, butcher knife. Um, but that was it. I mean, I, I didn't actually cut her with it. It was more of a, a psychological play. Yeah. yeah. Psychological play. Yeah. And then um, most of the psychological play you did with me was very light. Yeah. Light, like humiliation. I drank out of a dog bowl once. Oh, I've done that too. Oh, um, we have done some pet play. I've done played fetch. Yeah. We've got the dog mask. There's, yeah, there's lots of, there's, we, we've, we, we're both pretty intense people. We'll try anything a little bit. But yep. the main things right now are degradation, furniture, pegging, and cuck. Yep. Like cuck light. Yep. <laughs> I'll say cuck light. Yep, and cuck light. Yep, that's it right now. All right. All right. And chastity too. Yeah, chastity is fun. Um, for him, not for me. <laughs> or chastity is fun for both of us, but he's in chastity, not I. Not yeah. All right. Is cuckolding worth it? I think I um is cuckolding worth it? Well, we're going to try it again. So, so I don't know. I, I would say not full blown cucking. I don't think that that would be worth it. Uh, we talked about this a little in our last episode. We are life partners before we're anything else. We, yeah, we still don't want to do anything that might jeopardize, you know, our future together or make us have resentment or feelings. So it's not to us, it's not worth the risk. So I would say full cuckolding, no. I don't think that would be worth it for us. It's, but that is that is an individual question for each couple to answer. Um, is cuckolding light worth it? I mean, yeah, I got 21 days of the subbiest Adam has ever, ever been. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, yes, it's something that we're going to continue to explore. Yeah, I, I would say, is it? Instead of asking the question, is it worth it? I would ask the question, is it worth exploring? And that is a resounding yes. Yes, absolutely. It is worth exploring. And I was very specific in the techniques I would use to start that in our last podcast. Yeah. So if you're interested in that, episode five. Yep. So is cooling worth it? And then last question is kind of a question, but I am going to read a little bit of a conversation I had with one of my Instagram followers. And the question is, how does this look in real life? What does BDSM look like in real life? And I was talking to somebody else who is also in a BDSM relationship. He's the sub in his relationship to his wife. And the things he was saying, they were just so similar to what Adam says. And it was so relatable that I felt like, man, this is, this is something that is universal. And it's something I think when Adam and I face it, when Adam and I face it, we get a little bit discouraged. Like, 
I'll just go ahead and read the messages and, okay. and then we can expand on it. All right. So I'm talking to him and we were talking about this podcast. I said, we're, I said, you know, we're going to talk about uh, what he was asking on the next podcast. He said, he's looking forward to hearing about it. And I said, yeah, we're just trying to bring awareness to our community. So feel free to share. He said, um, it is very hush hush. Our community is really hush hush. And his wife, who's his dom, would he he wished she would assign more task for him. He says he has to really hint and pamper her when he's desiring her dominance or submission or to submit to her. I said, he, he, Adam says the same thing to me all the time. Um, and I said, our, you know, I explained, you know, our relationship is never perfect. What I really want people to understand, and this is directly what I said, I paraphrase everything from him because I didn't want, I, I, I didn't want to, you know, say his exact stuff, but said, it's never perfect. What I really want people to understand is we're a real life couple. We take little breaks. We go through slumps. Sometimes we have to put BDSM to the side at busy times of the year. I get tired and I'm not quite in the mood to exert a lot of degrading dominance. And sometimes we're just on different wavelengths. I need the pleasure. I need his service in a way that he's not desiring to give it. So we get on different wavelengths. I just want other BDSM couples who maybe run into these same frustrations to understand that that's okay and normal. Because we really don't get to talk to people that who are like like-minded as much. Like Adam and I have no friends in the lifestyle. We are, we have our Instagram followers that we can talk to. We have some fat life acquaintances, but we don't really have couples we go out and hang out with where we would divulge this amount of information. So I suppose I just want this to be a space where you realize, like, I sit in a parent drop off and a parent pickup line and get my kids from elementary school. I wear leggings and hats and, you know, tennis shoes when I'm shopping at the grocery store. I don't walk around in leather and latex and with whips and chains all the time. We are right. just a normal couple that yeah. faces normal struggles. So just if you're facing normal, like you you wish the dominance could be upped or you don't know how to fit it in, that's okay and you're not broken and you are still in BDSM. Yeah, definitely. I would say there's in public, you know, say we're going through the grocery store together. You know, nobody knows that I may be having a chastity cage on, but I still mm -hmm. have it on or that I have a butt plug in. And, but it'll be something subtle. Like she'll bump up against it. Like just a reminder, Hey, mm -hmm. Hey, I, you know, I recognize this is my property is locked up right here. Mm -hmm. Or even if I'm not any of that stuff, a lot of times she'll do just subtle things. Like, again, like if we're just out in the store, just put her arm around the back of my neck or for a little bit, mm -hmm. a little tight squeeze or slap my ass a little bit or come up behind me and kind of squeeze just to show ownership. Right. Especially if there's other women around. Yep. She likes to really declare her territory, which I love. I love her possessiveness of me. Yep. So that that's all the questions we have for this week or this episode. Um, you guys are so lucky. <laughs> we did a dual episode, so you've got plenty of content. Mm -hmm. We will be back in hopefully just a couple of weeks. Yeah. We, um, I guess if Eve has said she's going to go out on another date with a guy. Yeah. Are you excited about that? I don't know. Who's the guy? Well, you'll have to just find out. Where'd you meet him? <laughs>
you're full of questions today. I didn't say I was going to answer all of your questions, just one. <laughs> you'll have to, if you guys are curious, you'll have to uh, tune in to our next episode yeah, and find I, out. <laughs> I have no idea how it's going to go, but uh, I'm nervously excited. But you do know I love you. Very much. I'm not going to steal you wrong. <laughs> I trust you completely. All right. Well, you guys stay horny, stay kinky, and stay in touch. If you'd like to reach out to us, we're on Instagram at Eve Owns Adam and Adam Worships Eve. We also have FET. And if you'd like to reach out through email, it's Eve Owns Adam at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Bye.